Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back after the bye, it is the Blue Horseshoe Podcast. Ronnie and George Bremer here with you. Make sure you are downloading and subscribing to the Blue Horseshoe Pod as we will have not only a very busy final four games of the regular season, but a very, very busy, very intriguing offseason for sure, George, with a lot of storylines. Obviously, quarterback is going to be a dominant one, but also head coach as well. That's one that the Colts got to tackle. Let's start, let's start there, George, because now you have, obviously, Jeff Saturday, the interim. And he was talking on Tuesday about how basically he is going all in and making a, a real push to be the Colts' permanent head coach. He said as long as they allow him to interview, he plans on interviewing. He's having a lot of fun. And so for someone who had no real interest uh, and really any sort of um, experience outside of a few years high school uh, coaching high school football, he now has gotten a taste of being an NFL head coach for four games, finds out he likes it, and now is going to try to go forward and make a, a full court pressure to get the job. You kind of hit on it before, uh, but is there anything outside of going 4-0? I'm not even sure if, if you are 8-8-1, eight, eight if that's enough to get the job, but what are the chances, what are the odds you would give that Jeff Saturday is, is a true contender for the Colts head coaching opportunity? I mean, maybe like 20% on the high side. Like, I'm, I'm trying wow. to be optimistic. You know, I, I just don't – again, he's got to go 4-0 to even have a case to make. Because even at three and one, he's going to be four and four overall. And that's going to be a pretty wishy-washy. I'm just trying to think of walking into Jim Irsay's office and trying to make the pitch for why you should keep the job. I think you've got to be four and oh, just to even have any chance of, of, of making that stick. Because uh, you could walk in there then and say, look, you know, came out of that bye week. That was my first real chance to get my bearings and, and set things on a path that was actually my path. Uh, but you can tell, you know, what the coaching staff thinks. And Clayton Adams just left. You know, there's four games left, and he went to, to Stanford uh, to point. join the staff there. How often do you see a position coach leave during the season is not to be a head coach somewhere at, at the college level? Um, but they know, you know, and I'm not saying that that's not a vote of confidence in Jeff Saturday. They know even if he does get the job, he's not keeping this staff. In all likelihood, he's going to bring in his own guys. Maybe if you guys survive probably guys on the defensive side would have a better chance of, of coming back. Uh, but you got to figure he's going to clean house for the most part, especially on the offensive side, um, even if he does get the job. But, yeah, I would say 20%, and I, I think that's an optimistic number. I don't see, you know, if you're 2-2 two and two the rest of the way or 3-1, and one, you know, I, I don't know that that's going to be enough. I don't know that 4-0 and oh is going to be enough, but to me that's the only way – you even legitimately can go into Ursay's office and say, look, change things at the bye week, came out, beat three playoff contenders, finished 4-0, I deserve the job. 
to that point, he would be five and three, right? As a head coach of the Colts of final eight games, which is okay, fine. But uh, like, I'm with you. I think there's, here's a take for you, George. I think there's a greater chance. Andrew Luck is the next head coach of the Colts compared to Jeff Saturday. Ooh. I don't know if I'll go that far, but I think it's they're they're not far apart on the on the odds list. Let's put it that way. You could probably get similar money on them in Vegas. That is that is for sure. I mean, you had the ESPN article last week coming out of Andrew Luck and kind of you know his new new life and you know his you know he kind of is falling you know kind of falling in love with coaching. I could see Jim Mercer saying like you know Andrew's my you know he left us, but now he's coming back. I could see him absolutely falling in love with that storyline over Jeff Saturday. But either, I mean, again, either way, I think it's extremely, extremely unlikely. Like, I don't know, three percent is what I would give, just because, like, you kind of mentioned, like, what is the case? Like, if Jeff Saturday walks into Jim Mercy's office outside just stating a record, which again, five and three, all things considered, okay, fine, not a, that's a solid job considering you know this team was pretty bad under Frank Reich, the talent was not there, the, the, the turnovers are awful. But even with that, it's okay. Outside of five and three, what else could you say? Because like, he had no part in any sort of decision making. Any sort of, of coach, uh, coaches coming in, scheme he couldn't touch. Like, but that's part of the reason why we talked to him when he came in. Like, he can't do anything. Everything's already set offensively, defensively. We have no idea what Jeff Saturday likes as a in terms of uh, offensive preference. Does he do, does he want to run the ball? Is he more of a you know a spread offense guy, a pro style guy? I have no idea. The only thing we I think truly do know is that he is more conservative than Frank Reich, and he's one someone who's not going to really go for it a ton of fourth down and say kick field goals. Other than that, George, I couldn't tell you the identity of Jeff Satter as a head coach. I'm not really sure how that is going to be enough to kind of convince Jim Mercer in this little mini trial he has that, yeah, that's enough to trust him to be the next head coach of the Colts permanently. Yeah, no, you know, I think if he'd gone like seven and one or six and two, then you'd you'd have a much better case. But where you're at now, he's one and three. You're coming off one of the worst losses in in recent seasons for this team uh, in terms of you know national embarrassment and and, and just the margin. Um, it's really hard to imagine him keeping the job. I think, you know, it's good from his standpoint that his mind's where it's at. It should be there. I, I don't think he should ever have any other thought, you know, in his head. Uh, then, then they're going to win these last four games and he's going to be the head coach moving forward. If you're in that position, that's the only way you can think. But I just don't see it happening. I didn't see it happening the day he took the job. And I don't think anything's changed since then to, to make his chances better. I think it's also interesting too, George, because we've talked to this a few times after the game that this team, outside of starting a little bit faster, I think that's one thing we can give J uh, Jeff Saturday for. They have gone off to a little bit better starts compared to when Frank Reich's head coach. But other than that, this team is the same. Like we still see the same issues with, with turnovers, with how they kind of play. So it's like that's another thing too is it's like you could say this team is remarkably changed, even if the wins aren't there, but we still see a different team. This is a more intense team. They're, they're better on the finer details. Like for the most part, George, the Frank Wright coach Colts, the Jeff Saturday Colts, uh, coached Colts. They're basically the same, they're a different face coaching them outside of that. They're kind of in terms of identity, how they play. It's the same. So again, if you can't even show that in your half season, that even if the wins aren't there, that, you can't even really imprint your identity on this team and you can't even fix little areas. There's not really much of a case. Yeah. I mean, the run game has improved marginally. And then, like you said, they've gotten off to better starts. Uh, that's about it. You know, I don't really know. There's a lot going on right now that wasn't going on when Reich was here, good and bad. Uh, it looks like a very similar team and, and their situations have been very similar, how these games have played out. So, um, 
yeah, I, I don't think that he's going to be high on the list. Now, does he get an interview? I think he probably does. Um, maybe not if they lose out. You know, he's one in seven. Maybe it's just thanks for, for everything and it's parting way. But um, I, I imagine he gets interviewed. I imagine he's on the list of candidates. But I I find it difficult to think that he's going to be the head coach uh, when, when OTAs start next April. Agreed. Agreed. Now, we were talking before the show, there's one head coach's name that you've kind of heard getting some steam. Who is that, George? Leslie Frazier. You know, he seems like he's the new uh, rising name, I guess, uh, a little bit around the league, but especially here Oof. in Indy. Got some connections here. I mean, that that's one of the things. Was here, obviously, under Tony Dungy uh, as a defensive coach. Has previous experience as a head coach in, in Minnesota, though he did not have a winning record there. And the Bills' defense has been a really consistent unit uh, under him, you know, the entire time he's been out there. Uh, I think it's one of those things that it's not an exciting name. I, I think that's, you know, I think probably most people are going to agree with that. Uh, but that seems to be the one that I'm hearing the most right now. Oh, 54 games as the Vikings head coach, went 21, 32, and 1. So, hey, if part of being a tie, you know, getting a tie is there, there you go. He's in consideration, made the playoffs once. Yeah, I'm with you. When it comes to excitement, when it comes to jumping off the page, he doesn't really get me excited. And I think part of it, George, is you have a very young team of the Colts, and a lot of the guys that should be here, again, are and cornerstones are, for the most part, pretty much young guys still on, you know, uh, rookie contracts for the most part. I just don't know if Leslie Frazier's dullness, uh, that's maybe unfair, but I don't really, right now, can't think of another word to describe it. I don't know how that's going to play. I don't think that's going to be enough, frankly, to kind of get this team going in the right direction. Like it's, you want to get on Frank Reich. I think one of the areas you can get on Frank Reich on is his lack of fire and sometimes lack of holding some people accountable, um, offensively, defensively. I don't see much of a difference personality-wise from Frank Reich to Leslie Frazier. Nope, no, they're both in that Tony Dungy kind of mindset and, and, and mentality. Uh, they both coached with Tony. You know, I think it would be very similar. In a lot of ways, it's the defensive version of Frank Reich you'd be bringing in uh, with, with Leslie Frazier. Point, I just yeah, don't, I like that. you know, I, I think it's an interesting situation, though, from the standpoint of it's kind of telling of maybe the difficulties this team's going to have in attracting head coaching candidates. I mean, I think Leslie Frazier's that kind of guy they're going to have to look at. Somebody trying to get a second chance, somebody you can sell as, you know, understanding this organization and, and obviously having done a good job as coordinator, I think that's going to be where they're at. I mean, we've talked before, Jim Harbaugh is sort of the pie in the sky. That's the one big name guy that, that maybe would take this job. Um, I think after that, it's a lot of Leslie Frazier's that are going to be, you know, coming in and interviewing here or or that kind of, of, of a situation. Because honestly, frankly, people who have options in this coaching cycle are probably not going to put the Colts high on their list. You, that is fair. I think you're right about that, which is twofold. Number one, I think it's why, again, it goes back to losing as many games as you can. Part of, we, we talked about this even when Frank Riker's fired. Part of what's going to make the Colts an attractive job is getting as high of a draft pick as they possibly can. And right now, sit at seventh. Um, if you can get to five, if you can get inside the top five, sit there at number four. I do think it makes it a little bit more attractive to maybe a, an upper echelon candidate because you can pitch a plan if you're, uh, Jim Mercer, if you're Chris Ballard of either this is, these are the two or three quarterbacks we're targeting, or, Hey, we're going to try to trade up, you know, from five to two to get this guy, or, Hey, we're, you know, there's this guy's on the block. We have this top pick. We're going to give like, I think it's just easier. You're more options when you have a, a top five pick 
compared to, again, if you're sitting, if you win two more games or God forbid, honestly, God forbid, if you go four and oh, and it's the worst case scenario and you're sitting there like pick 15, it makes it a lot tougher to convince a good candidate to come to Indy. But I will say really quickly, George, you look around the landscape. I do think the more and more you look around, I think the more and more favorable it's starting to become for the Colts. I wonder if we look at the charts, right? They are a notoriously a cheap organization. I wonder if they'll fire Brandon Staley. Then nice win on Sunday over the Dolphins. If you make the playoffs, it's rumored, and that's always been the thought of, oh, that's you know that's Champagne's job next year. I wonder if they fire Brandon Staley to make the playoffs. You look at Cliff Kingsbury in an Arizona. I would have thought for sure he would have been fired at the end of the year. Well, now if Kyler Murray tears ACL, he's out for the rest of the year. Number one, that impacts the Colts because right now the Cardinals are one spot ahead of the Colts. So that might be a little bit tougher to jump the Cardinals considering now Colt McCoy is going to be the quarterback the next four games. But also, too, like if they do fire Cliff Kingsbury with how late Kyler Murray tore his ACL and with some of the recovery times being you know up and down, I think it's realistic that he'll miss most of maybe all of next year, George. So if you're a first, if you're a head coach, you want to go to Arizona where their first year is going to be without Kyler Murray? I think it's a little less attractive. Denver, obviously, they have their own problems. Probably defending Hackett's going to get fired, and you have Russell Wilson. If you don't believe Russell Wilson, well, there's not a lot of reasons to go to Denver. You look around. It's there. The Colts can have an opportunity. Again, if you get a, inside the top five here, to be one of the more attractive job opportunities and openings um, come Black Monday compared to when you kind of look around and what we thought maybe even a month ago when teams like, oh, the Cardinals and the Chargers, they're definitely going to be open and they're more attractive than the Colts. It's starting to kind of tilt towards the Colts way of maybe they aren't one of the worst options along with Carolina in terms of head coach openings. It'll be interesting to see, you know, I think it, I've always been a little bit more pessimistic. I think as far as the off season, uh, I don't know if maybe it's because we're stuck in the season we're still in right now. And, and it's just my train of thought. Uh, so it, it will be interesting to see. I mean, you make some good points there. Uh, I think it will be the Chargers situation in particular, I think is going to be really interesting to keep an eye on. Uh, and the Colts have some say in that because, you know, obviously that game they do. Uh, would be huge for, for the Chargers, you know, as they're trying to get in. Um, and the Cardinals situation definitely is not as good a job as it might have been uh, with a healthy Kyler Murray. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I still think there's the, the Colts hurt themselves. I think there's a, a real, you know, thought out there right now that, that Jim Irsay is kind of a meddling owner. And he hasn't been throughout his entire, really his entire reign here. Uh, but that's all it takes is is one high profile kind of mistake like like they made uh, the way they handled the Frank Reich firing and bringing in Jeff Saturday and the whole situation with Sam Ellinger. I, I think that really in the coaching community, I, I don't know that we've seen yet the full extent that that damage has caused. And I think that's going to be one of the big stories of the offseason. We'll see it real quickly. I mean, that, that'll be one of the real quick stories that we can watch. Uh, they'll either be a really nice list of candidates and we'll say, hey, that was overblown. You know, there really wasn't an issue. Or you'll look at that list of candidates and get the idea that, you know, the, the Colts are on a blacklist here. And I, I don't know that. I fear that that's, that's a possibility in this offseason. I guess if I was Jim Irsay and I can make the case to, let's say, Jim Harbaugh, let's say a little out of here, maybe he had apprehension about, hey, look, Jim, you, you, you were meddled too much and you had too many, you know, your hands were too in deep here with this team. I think one point you brought up could maybe work in Jim Irsay's favor, and that's it. Really, outside of this year, like you mentioned, he really has not gotten involved, right? He, he's, for the most part, has been hands off. He's allowed his GM, he's allowed the head coach um, to, to kind of do their work in part because they had all-time great quarterbacks in Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck. 
I think if you're Jim Mercer now, the toughest part is getting that guy. But at least I think you could fall back on, look, once we get the quarterback, that's kind of, you know, I kind of back off. So we're going to do everything on our power to get him. But I think, like, I think you can make an excuse of, hey, look, just here is just about we made a few different plans a few years in a row, didn't work. And I just got tired and sick of staying in the same cycle. I wanted to kind of break it. And I think there are some excuses possible to, for Jim Mercer to kind of quell a little bit of those fears from some potential coaches of Jim Mercer is a meddling owner. Just because you, you point out since, you know, he's taken, taken over, for the most part, he's been the hands-off owner for, let's say, 95% of his ownership tenure. It's a good track record to fall back on. And you kind of there, – there's an opportunity, I think, this year to write off and make the excuse that this year's a one-off. Yeah, and I think that's they're going to have to do that. And we'll see how well that sell job goes. Right. Well, like I said, that's going to be one of the quickest stories that plays out. There's a lot of questions that we're going to have Absolutely. this offseason. That's one we're going to find out really fast. Like within the first couple weeks of the offseason, we're going to know really you know, how much damage was done there. So at least the, the latest head coaching candidate that's getting some steam, Leslie Frazier, you're out, I'm out. Let's just, for, for fun's sake, to wrap this segment up, George. If, you, if this was the only two candidates interested and these are the last two candidates, Leslie Frazier, Jeff Saturday, who would you give the job to? I know, I know. George's face. Andrew Luck's watching. not an option. Disgust. Disgust. <laughs> can't can't bring Andrew yeah, Luck bring in in Matt there. Um, back as head coach. I mean, I honestly, I'd probably just stick with Jeff Saturday. If that was the only two choices, I, my whole problem right now is you bring Leslie Frazier in. I don't know what case you make that he's a upgrade from Frank Reich. What have you done? Uh, where you've upgraded the head coach role? I I don't think you would. I think you would have a worse head coach than you had the year before. So that's kind of my case against him. The devil, you know, sometimes better than the devil. You don't, I would say that I'm with you, Jeff Saturday. If that's, if you're sitting here with a head coaching search gone completely sideways and probably at this point, George, we'll have done five, six, seven emergency pods. By that point, if we're sitting here talking about a final two candidacy of Jeff Saturday and Leslie Frazier, we have to just cancel the podcast. So that's, that's going to be the discussion <laughs> and the debate we're having here. Holy smokes. But yeah, I'm with you. I would just at this point take Jeff Satter. So there, there you go, Jeff. There's the path to your to being the head coach of 2023. Make the case you're better than Leslie Frazier and hope everyone else does not, you know, want to go to the Colts. Maybe you can do some smear campaigns of your own and start, you know, making ads yourself in some target markets of like San Francisco and other potential candidates' areas of homes and just uh, blast the Colts. Yeah, not the job you want. That's... Yeah, well, you know, maybe maybe T.Y. Hilton can help him out there. I know we'll talk about that here in a segment too, but maybe he can talk a couple candidates out of it and keep Jeff Saturday in the mix here. That is true. That is true. Speaking of T.Y., he has a new home. It is not in Indy. We'll discuss if the Colts made a mistake in not bringing T.Y. Hilton back for another season. We'll do that when the Blue Horseshoe Pod returns. <laughs> 